Hello, everybody, and welcome again to Saints Radio. And it's a great blessing to be able to connect with you. Um, I appreciate a lot of work that was done yesterday by Pastor Fabian and Scott. We had some issues learning the new equipment, and so we weren't able to do our French radio yesterday, and um, or message of the week, not French radio, message of the week, or we couldn't do the Brazilian broadcast. However, things are up and rolling, and we're so very grateful to the Lord for that. Um, and it is the very end of the seventh month. It's been a month of prayer. And as you probably know, if you were listening to the announcement the other day, Wednesday Night Live is being presented today. Uh, so that... that Would that make it Tuesday Night Live? <laughs> or Tuesday Morning Live? <laughs> Wednesday Night Live on the night before. Tuesday. Tuesday Night, Tuesday night Eve Live? Wednesday night Eve live. What's the acronym for that? <laughs> w N. No, this is you're not setting a precedent. It's still going to be on Wednesday. Right. It's just this special week. And we did that so that everybody who's going to be praying together, either in this house tomorrow or in other places tonight, um, would have some semblance of understanding of what we mean by executing the truth and peace in the gates. It's been a lot of fun going through this seventh uh, month, and walking hand in hand with what Zechariah wrote in the eighth chapter. Don't you think? Oh, absolutely. It's been very significant. And, and of course, for all of us, I think we all need to be before the Lord really gleaning meaning, gleaning meaning, gleaning understanding and insight about the significance of the fast of feasting. I think one of my favorite things about this whole month is just the command to keep your mouth shut. (laughs) You know, to speak, to speak forth Tob and, and to not complain. And I know that we all catch ourselves. Well, that's hard, isn't it? From time to time. <laughs> and yet it's 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 kind of like the Holy Spirit is in there just bringing to remembrance and kind of giving you a check check check, check, <laughs> check, check. to make sure that that we're honoring that because it's you know, your words have power, and our perspective is is so important that we maintain just a perspective of faith and and belief. So, yeah, yeah. So it's been a really significant, and I'm really looking forward to tomorrow to the prayer time and really reengaging. Not that we ever disengage from the gates, but whenever God highlights this not only in our sanctuary, but just in the heavens, we have to recognize that as being significant. 
And it's not just about the layout of this sanctuary, even though that is significant because this is, to me, a temple on earth that is patterned after heaven. And um, we take our place in the TTT in different places throughout the sanctuary, but you do the same thing wherever you are, in your house, in your home, in your prayer closet, in your church. And so if there's any way that we can help with that then um just contact pastor <laughs> i'm just teasing yeah no we just want to encourage you because we are citizens of heaven and we need to take our place there and do the bidding of the lord from that right hand so so join with us this week in in executing that Let's see, executing judgment. What is, how does it go? The judgment there's a lot of, of truth words there. and peace in the gates. Judgment of truth and peace in the gates. And so. Which is it's really. That. It just displays such ma amazing divine principle. It's just that one verse is just so ripe with the principles of the Lord and and essentially in that he was telling Israel how they screw, screwed up how they screw screwed up they they weren't doing that it's it's a it, it truly does speak about the expanse of partnering with God that brings his blessing in partnership with him and it speaks about all of us fulfilling the role that he's given to us individually and as a people and I, I'm just really amazed by it uh, so what does this mean What this seventh month being so uh, so highly emphasized and you know the obvious answer is that we're doing something in the timing of the Lord in anticipation of breakthrough his appointed breakthrough not that we say if we do this 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 then he has to bring breakthrough that's not what we're saying we're saying that he has ordained breakthrough in his timetable and subsequently we are serving the throne to do this, 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 and this, which he has ordained to be prerequisites to the breakthrough. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a, you know, too many times Christians think, well, I want the breakthrough. So if I do this, it's going to happen. You totally remove yourself when you do that from a submission to the timing of the Lord. But that's usually what sells. And that's usually over and over again what people do. How do I get how do I get God to do what I want him to do? I've been trying all these other ways and I must have screwed up something. Hey, I'll try this. And if you really looked at all the schemes you've been a part of, every one of them fill the same progression. It always is the same. God didn't do what I want him to do. And so I'm going to do this and this so that we wouldn't say it this way, 
but so that he has to do it. You know, we may euphemize it by saying, oh, well, this unlocks this or this unlocks that. Well, you know, I've learned enough from travel that if you unlock something that your host doesn't want unlocked, you're not really doing anybody any favors. But um, anyway, this, so this seventh month is, first of all, anticipating that we are moving in the timing of the Lord and that he has prophesied and ordained breakthrough. But what else does it mean? I think it's a reminder to all of us to function. It's a reminder of who we are, or supposed to be. Yeah, and to, to really function in the tobe. Yeah. And, you know, people need to be reminded of that because when you deal with the timetable of the Lord, God's ways are not man's ways. And we can become complacent or we can give up. And patience is essential to any apostolic work. It's a virtue. And wait write the vision make it plain wait on it it will surely come whoever surely is stop calling me surely <clears throat> so it you know and, and again i'm very grateful because in studying this concept and this passage you know we first started talking about zechariah and nehemiah in our in our discussions re regarding the elishas and how those two gentlemen in the in the Old Testament filled very different roles one a forerunner the other coming alongside to um, to assist and to 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 move on behalf of what had been established but during this seventh month we've we've been shown by the Lord a number of wonderful things that are present truth fresh breathings of the meat of the word that we we hadn't focused on before or seen but see again that that's part of the journey and we can't make those things happen we can't force uh, scholastic insight or pneumatikos we can't make that happen you know, that, that's an interesting topic, how pneumatikos comes. Because you, I know you, you study a lot. And every saint should be studying the scripture. And, but studying the scripture itself is like eating every day. But pneumatikos understanding is something that God shares that is deeper. And, and I think it, it has to do with relationship, yeah, but it has to do with the journey, where you are, his partnership with you, your partnership with him, and what you need to know going along. You know, it's, it's kind of like working with this new equipment. 
I mean, we saw the training and we have paper here, but until we actually started doing things, we didn't understand a lot of the, the way you, you function in it. That's just part of life. And there are things that you won't understand from the word unless you're walking in the journey with God. So pneumatica stuff, deeper things of the spirit, are very, very special. You know, I find that I, I can always tell when I have days where I'm not in the word, where, you know, life gets busy and, and, and I don't have the hour or two hours or whatever to spend studying because sometimes you, it, it's not even studying, it's just being in the Word. It's just because to me that's the bread. I mean, that, that's, that's our sustenance. But you talk about study versus pneumatikos. That Amatikos comes, the study is almost like the foundation for me. It's a necessity. It's like I, I feel like almost starving if I go a number of days and I'm not actually able to, to spend quality time in the Word. But the Amatikos seems to come when, when I come here, when I come into intercession, when I pray in the Spirit, when I commune with the Lord. Um, and you have to have both of those things. It's like I can't tell you, and I know this has happened to you probably millions of times where you're studying, and it's all great. But then you step into intercession, and you spend 10 minutes or however long in the Spirit and, and, and you know praying in the Spirit, and all of a sudden the revelation starts to unfold, and it just all begins to make sense. That pneumaticus understanding comes to maybe even something that you weren't like intently focused on. Does that make yeah. sense? Mm -hmm. And so you have to have both of those things. I mean, I know that we have people that are really heavy in intercession that pray all the time, but maybe they're not so disciplined in being in the word. And then other people that are just, you know, book heavy, Bible heavy, you know, they're, they're study heavy and they don't, stir their spirit and and you really have to have a good balance of those two at least that's what I have found in my in my life I can study for eight hours and it's all great and wonderful and sometimes it takes a nanosecond for me to start to pray and begin to just let my spirit free to connect and to pray in the spirit and it's just like the light goes off or even in the night it's like I can study in the afternoon, and it's great and wonderful. It's, it's sustenance, and I lay my head down, and maybe the Lord wakes me up at night, and I begin to pray in the Spirit, and then it just all makes sense. So you really do need a good balance of that. So Yeah, and, you know, and again, it's, it, these things, are they just lay on top of one another. We used to say, and this is true, that if people aren't praying in diversities of tongues, spending time before the Lord in that, their natural mind would balk 
at what God was showing from his word. It, it is that way. Because you, you, you just reason it. You know, it's just... But, I mean, too, I mean, pray in the Spirit while you're in the Word. And, and let your Spirit be open and active and functioning. And But, I mean, I, I know maybe this doesn't happen to you, but there's been multitudes of times where I just hit these dead ends. And... And yet I know the Lord's trying to show me something and my mind can't fabricate. I can't, my mind can't do it. I, I recognize the limitations of my mind. And I know that's really the moment where I, I got to get in the spirit and, and let the spirit reveal, reveal. And it's just, it's, God is just, this, it's, he's just so amazing what he's put in us and the capacity that we have to to really grasp the things of the spirit and the heavens and who he is and but you got to have both of those things and I you know one of the things that I've noticed about the younger generation and something that I continue to pray for our Elishas is that they would they would gain a discipline for study because it's real easy to step into the church or even be raised in the charismatic church and and to open your mouth and just be fed and not really go after it um, from that standpoint and to be very heavy on the other side you know we're just walking in the spirit and faith and and all those things but faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and you got to have both of those things. So, it's good. Well, Ian, you go back to something the Lord was saying, saying a few months ago regarding the, the connection between understanding and the breath and um, that, that measure with the, with the vertebrae and how that your willingness to turn and, and to listen controls the breathing in the natural, but it also that's the term for understanding in the in the in the New Testament. And people that truly enter into understanding, not just learning, but understanding, have to be endued with some measure of efficacy from the spirit time spent and it's not just somebody laying hands on you and giving it to you you've got to you got to breathe i can't breathe for you you have to you have to do it and um and then you know there there are things that our brain the, our brain functions based upon understandings and the activation that God allows for our for our brain to come alive in places that are normally dormant or what would perceive to be dormant um, it's and and so the natural mind at enmity with the things of the spirit if if you're not open to the things of the spirit 
perhaps, I think some of it's just people being ornery or set in their ways, but perhaps there is even a physiological thing that, you know, when you pray in diversities of tongues or unknown tongues, and they've done these tests, and I, I've referenced that one from University of Pennsylvania, but there are, I discovered this one guy who was writing from a totally leftist viewpoint, was writing about the spirit realm and pharmaceuticals and how they open up the the brain and but then he went into a deal where he cited like four different four or five I, I think five was just a reference to one of the four major studies about speaking in tongues not just that one from the University of Pennsylvania and when people would speak in tongues the the, the part of your brain right up at the front that focuses on you know cognitive grasping that diminishes by a very large percentage and other areas of the brain light up and I and, and he was saying well see this is he was saying that's just people shutting themselves off from the world and and when you do that then other parts of your physiology ignite and maybe you tap into your spiritual component. This guy was not a Christian. He was advocating for spiritist stuff and the role of psychedelics in that. But um, maybe there is something too naturally, physiologically, to what we said. If people aren't praying in diversities of tongues, they may not, they may not be able to really process it. I guess they could be if they were willing to, but it's, it is very important for every saint to be praying every day in unknown tongues or diversities of tongues. I'd like to have a study where you pray in unknown tongues and see what happens in the brain and then pray in diversities of tongues and see what happens in the brain. Because I know there's a difference. You do too. I, I was there when it happened. I know the difference. And I used to say it's like the difference between flying in a, in a prop plane and being in the, the latest supersonic jet. It, there's a difference. So we have to be doing that. Um, this is great. So praying in regard to the gates, which you'll hear on the teaching, but it's, it's just basically executing, which means you assume your role in authority. There's an eminence involved with that. So you decide this is what we're going to do. I'm going, I'm going to be that for the Lord, not just because I want to, for the Lord. Judgment is mishpat, which is God's purpose, which is the essence of judgment and burning. What is God wanting to do right now? Stay focused on that. Executing the judgment of truth, the fulfillment of, of the right hand, and peace, the, the completion and the satisfaction of the mission in the gates. So, are you still as devoted to 
the mission of the saints. It's just begun. Are you still devoted to being at the right hand of the Father and what he says? Are you devoted to the mission? Are you willing to take your appointed place and fulfill that function? That's the big question. That's the big question. And then the weird thing is that in verse 17, it talks about things that God's hate, God hates, which we see all around us right now. Yeah. Loving false oaths and imagining evil against your neighbor. Yeah, we have, we've got to take note of the whole verse. Because <laughs> these are things that God is saying. We've got to apply these things because it's so easy being in this world. Yeah. But, you know, we were talking about gates, and that's what this this particular segment of the prayer is. And you do all those things we just mentioned. But... You know, we, we talked about the difference between gates and doors and parets and parats. Um, gates represent that you're representing the city or the nation. It's, it's a sign that things are secure and that there's somebody on guard and watching and they're deliberating. And because of that, then doors within the auspices of the gates can function. People can commune in safety. They can establish business. They can they can do what what normal society would require. And without the gates, without somebody standing for what's right and enforcing that this is the way it's going to be, doors won't function. And you know, we see that in our cities right now in many cities where the rule of law has been tossed out those that are in power aren't going to do anything about uh, justice and subsequently then businesses leave people move out there's no community anymore I was listening to the chief of police in Washington DC and he was saying you know why we're having all this problem right now I'm wondering how long he's going to have his job, even though he's an African-American man. He said, because law doesn't matter anymore. That's true. He said, we can arrest people and put our lives on the line to arrest them. They're right back out on the street. Judges aren't doing their job. He was just laying into it. And you could tell he was frustrated. And that's true. Right there, you have doors and gates. You have parets and parats. Who's going to move back into the center of Seattle, one of the most beautiful cities in our, in our nation? Who's going, to, who's going to move back into Portland, where there are nightly bonfires with radicals? Who, who's going to do that? I'm not. You know, I've told, we've talked about this, and you know this very well. Uh, you even joke with me about it. When we go into a new place, I always notice where the uh, drugstores are. And you say, oh, look, there's a drugstore. And um, that green, the green cross. Cross. 
Yeah, because you know, the you time need some drugs? the time to know where that is is not when you need to know. Especially if you're leading a group, you want to know where those are. But anyway, San Francisco, just about all the drugstores in the city are closed. They've closed down because shoplifters have been given the green light to just go in and take whatever they want. And they're not going to be prosecuted unless they steal over $1,000 worth. And if they steal over $1,000 worth, they'll be put right back on the street tomorrow anyway. And so Walgreens and CVS, they can't survive that. So they closed all the doors. It just does not make sense. It's doors and gates. But, you know, I mean, you wonder, why why does God have us doing this right now? And, and you think, okay, where is our influence going to be in a city like that or in the city that you live in or in our country? We have to recognize that our responsibility is functioning in the spirit and 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 taking our place in these gates in the spirit realm yeah that, that that's the beginning of change that is that that partnership with the lord is beginning of change and so whether or not we see it manifest in the natural next week or the next month or even through in the during the year that doesn't that's not the point the point is is that we are faithful to serve the lord as intercessors when he's looking for one that will stand in the gap to 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 really through relationship and through our devotion to him and his purpose to walk in authority to see these things governed this is like a governing anointing it is like it's something God has given us in the spirit and we want to be faithful to this as his people right now so yeah if you look at the past year the gates have been a major part of spiritual warfare because the gates into other nations were closed whereas our gates in our nation are wide open I mean over a million people have come into the southern border through the southern border that they know of and there's no there's no gates even in the cities the various places you go you know you can't get away with certain things in Dallas you can't get away with certain things in Florida but you sure can get away with them in Chicago and you can get ri- you can get away with shooting up people every weekend in Chicago. It's gates. And and we can go around the nation. I mean, it's just the same. Who's controlling the gates? It's a battle for the various individual gates. And um, so I think the enemy, as he often does, comes in one way, very plain way, before, in an attempt to stop or to deter the bigger thing that God is doing, the sevenfold way. And I think that where we are right now as saints is in anticipation of this breakthrough, God is causing us to take our place in the gates, in the gates in the heavens, in the gates. See, see, when you talk about gates, people just sometimes get slack-eyed, you know. 
there are so many gates in in heaven places that are being interceded in that release the flow to the other places in God's kingdom one of the one of the biggest now of course the throne and the temple of the tabernacle of testimony there's a lot of gate portways there that you can see it doesn't function in the same way as here because you're in the dis distributing end you're the you're opening you're not you're not down on the reception end um, so it's a bit it's a bit different it's like the top of the top of the ladder and the bottom of the ladder but you know there's there are wonderful gateways over near paradise near where the thesaurus area is and and then there are gateways that you serve in in extended points in the spirit realm under the direction of God through your intercession and then you you should be representing as God directs the gates for your city or region and then you know it's kind of interesting because in the place where we where we minister here there are many gates but there are many doors and I, I don't know it I guess we should really take the time to write something that just goes into the de detail about this but it can always be misconstrued and misunderstood but the only reason you know it is because you're doing it and God is using you in it and so you see it you can see it in the scripture but just offering a practical thing is what do you do with this so much of it though depends like what we were saying about the gates and the connection between this word and the Sha'al it's it's not just that you have authority to just be opening and closing stuff you're serving God and you're representing him but to understand these things um, I guess how it's going to impact your local terrain is waiting on the timing of God when you are in intercession and God takes you into different places that's the timing of God too however you're right in a point of of function and there's it's different because there's a whole lot of waiting down here but there's release because there's so many places that God takes you to he doesn't really take you to places to wait up there I mean, he really doesn't. If he takes you to a place up there, there's function. And I think that's part of the reason why those souls that were under the altar in the book of Revelation, they say to God, how long, O Lord? Because the, the idea of waiting up there is not an everyday occurrence. For God, who knows the end from the beginning, he's always functioning. It's, it's tomorrow already in God. Time originated with us. Time will be no more, the Bible says, once this 
craziness on earth is finally and in the spirit realm is fixed. You imagine that time is no more. So we have trouble with time when time was created for us. Isn't that weird? Maybe that's why we have trouble with it. I, all I know is when I was praying about this assignment this past weekend, I saw the intercessors positioned in the gates, devoted, engaging, just um, just offering themselves for service before the Lord and praying in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Praying, let the Spirit guide That's your great. intercession, and you let you let the Spirit guide your intercession, and He will pray through you what needs to be prayed, what His intention is for you in that position. And we're not trying to make something happen. We're not. We are just submitting ourselves in obedience to the service of the Lord in the places where He's called us, and and through that, through that devotion. He will empower us, and we will have an effect. Mm-hmm. He will have an effect through us. And that is who we are. Every time we have a prayer time, yeah, there's a directive, and we take that directive to heart, and we're obedient to that directive, knowing that it's come from the Father from the throne. But our responsibility is to present ourselves and to be open and willing to serve him in intercession however he wants to use us Hmm. so I just think that's it sounds so simple but it really is we don't we're not making a plan we're not it's it's his plan it's his timing and I, I just I know that I don't know I just look forward to standing before him in whatever place he positions me in and just partnering and intercession spiritual prayer so that's exciting and I know through that he will show things he will give insight he will give directive Um, but that's not our main priority we need that but that's not our main priority it's function so yeah it, it really it really is that and that's wonderfully wonderfully spoken we're not looking for things to do (laughs) i mean god has enough of those things i mean we're not you know i know that god has said okay it's time to to reestablish to 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 bring the saints the intercessors together again during this time every week but we are totally just surrendered to the Lord and his plan and what he has for us from moment to moment, from day to day, from week to week. And I love that. I love this walk. So how do we, we just come ready and expectant, like you said on Sunday. And so that's good. So let's see. Tomorrow is the 27th, is that correct? 20 When is the end of this month is Saturday? Saturday is the 31st. The 31st. Today is the 27th, tomorrow is the 28th. 
So this, this month officially ends on Saturday. Yes. But we segue right into the eighth month, which is going to have its own unique wonders. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the month of the feast. Boy. Which, you know, I, I just have to tell on myself. On Sunday, I was sitting with the twins, and after that very happy announcement that was brought, it was there was somewhat of a joyful atmosphere. And acknowledging the fact that it's the seventh month and the fast of feasting, I leaned over to Livy and I said, we need to go celebrate the fast of feasting. She's like, okay. So we got in the car and we drove over to my favorite restaurant in the city, which is Toulouse thinking that there probably won't be a table available because it's Sunday and they have brunch and it's a very popular spot. But I thought, you know what? I really feel like the Lord wants us to celebrate this fast of feasting. <laughs> so we get there, we walk in, it's packed. And somehow, miraculously, they give us a prime table for four, just the two of us. And we, we sit down and I'm just thanking the Lord for this wonderful feast. And we feast it. We had cheese, we had bread, we had wine, we had salad, we had croque monsieur. Croque monsieur. Monsieur. What? Yes. No, no, no. What did you say? I don't <laughs> understand this. And I'm telling you, Pastor, I have not eaten like that. I cannot remember the last time I ate like that. And we got in the car to leave and drove home and I was like in a coma for the whole <laughs> rest of the afternoon and it made me realize as much as I love that and, and what a beautiful time it was because it was it was sweet to have that time with Olivia I can't do that very often my feasting is so much better in the spirit and and so what a wonderful just to think that he is the bread and wine. He is our sustenance. He is our source. And and I've learned like even through this season of fasting that whenever I feel those hunger pains or I get that desire for some cheese, <laughs> and I do love cheese, um, if I turn that to and just say, Lord, just fulfill my hunger, it is such a beautiful thing. He's so faithful that way. So that one was on me. I mean, literally, I was like worthless for the whole rest of the day. I know. You, you can see why Monsieur croaked after he ate all that. Well, that was what she ordered, but I did have some of it. <laughs> yeah. So I did think of Luke and Sylvie and, of course, of you. And Well, and well you know, it's, it's, it's always fun to think about the many, many times we've enjoyed in Western Europe. Yes. Um, That's the closest thing you can get in the city of Dallas to being in France. That place. Well, I, I just <laughs> pray that we will have a feast in our prayer time whenever you're offering your time before the Lord today or tomorrow that you will feast in abundance yes 
in the things of the spirit. You know, it's a it's a tobe feast, which is really the eternal goodness of God. The mishpat is what he is insisting on being applied. So it's it's kind of like the the kairos to the uh, tobe. But I I just. pray that God uses this point of obedience from all of his people when uh, when we pray I guess tonight through tomorrow uh, should be an interesting time uh, you know there's a lot of things that we talked about Additionally, regarding Gates, that is on that Wednesday Night Live broadcast, so I'm not going to go into into that right now. But we have uh, 15 minutes left. Let's talk about some practical things the people want to know. When they're praying over these next couple days, what do you suggest they do with what they glean from a personal point you know they they write them down then they apply them where they are but do you want to see any of that or i think that if 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 the lord shows you something I, we'll just use let's just use still um Olivia Zafus in Switzerland, because I'm sure she'll come alongside and pray with us, and I'm just using that as an example. Um, if she, if she, if in her intercession, she's praying in the gates, and the Lord reveals something to her that she thinks applies to the body, the network, where God has us where he's taking, you know, anything like that, we always encourage you to submit those kinds of things. Is he showing you something personally about a, re, a responsibility that he's wanting for you to attend to in intercession or just in the discipline of standing before him in your terio? You don't need to send that because we trust that, that our intercessors are going to be faithful with those things. But you do absolutely need to write those things down, take note of those things, and be diligent to to tend, to be attentive to whatever he's requiring of you. But if it's something that involves the body, the network, the maybe globally, um, where we are, sure. I mean, we, we love to receive those insights, and we pray over those things, and we keep a collection um, of insights that the Lord gives like that. So, does that answer your question? Well, it, it does. That's That was more of a, a question for you, since you're the one that's going to be a recipient if that is sent here. Olivia just texted and said she's listening. Oh, good. <laughs> hey, we bless you, Olivia, and we are excited about your your pursuit. She's, she's I think, in phase two of teaching proscuneo to some of the saints there in Switzerland, and I'm so proud of her. She reached out this weekend for some some 
resources and uh, she's going to be teaching that soon so we're praying for you sister oh yeah yeah and we miss you yes perhaps uh, we can rejoice that the, the times of separation are rapidly coming to an end um, I do know we, we, we do need to pray for our seminar in September I mean there are already rumblings it's the problem once government gets power they don't want to let it go never waste a crisis and I know that the Delta variant is moving, but there's there's a lot of yakety yak right now about imposing mandates for masks and restricting travel again. Yeah, Pastor, I read something this morning that was through social media, through one of these. I can't remember who it was, but you know these. In I guess they're you could call them influencers, right wing influencers that. Um, I guess sometimes they can go a little too far but they were saying that we needed to prepare ourselves because this summer's going to pass and come fall they're going to drop the bomb on us again and lockdowns and masks and all that kind of thing and when I read that I immediately thought Lord how do you want us to pray because first of all, if this is just some conspiracy, you know, if this is just like, um, but at the same time, I want to be ahead of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I want the, you know, I want us to be like Issachar. I want to be ahead of that stuff so that we know what we ought to do <laughs> and we can lead the saints in that way. But how do we pray? Because. Well, well, you know, I think God allowed what we've walked through. Um, for really important purposes and you know some of them have been to reveal the underbelly of of what um, what's really been going on in our campuses and and what um, the mindsets of the the teaching federations are for our young children since that was all thrown onto the screens at home and you know I don't think people would have known. Mm -mm. And and it's obviously grown to the point that it is now, and it's been largely undercover. So I guess what I'm saying, that plus other things have happened and God has allowed. But I know God wouldn't be saying breakthrough is near and there is um, there's a, a feast, a gathering, if if he foresaw that oh yeah it's going to be difficult to to travel and be difficult to do this and do that so i think we need to just take authority over this these variants and take authority over the authoritarianism and say enough yeah you know, thus far as potter would say and no more yeah and I think that's one of the things we need to really be praying about. Um, that's interesting, though. I know there's going to be 
there's already a lot of yakking about what's going to happen when kids go back to school. Yeah. And, you know, yesterday they were talking, Moderna was talking about vaccinations for kids 5 through 11. They were going to do testings on that. And I'm thinking, what? So I think, I think we need to, we need to be sensitive to the Lord and hear what he's saying. We need to take authority in. Yeah. Because... I hopefully we can get to the time where we think the way well, how can I say this that a large portion of our perception is based upon what we know God wants not what we think he wants or not authority he's given us to do whatever we want And but I do know that if God has said this and this he's not in favor at all of letting the enemy do that and that. Um, it's interesting. Hmm. 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 So, um, for any of you who don't know, hopefully, I don't know if Scott has it up there yet, but Wednesday Night Live should be up very soon if it's not up now. And I would strongly encourage you to listen to that before engaging in your the prayer time or for those in Dallas or those that are going to be able to join at the same time as we'll be praying 6 o'clock Dallas time. Uh, let's, um, let's make sure we understand that, that directive from the, from the Scripture. It's it, up. It's up. Thank you, Scott. So, um, and then be in prayer for us this coming Saturday. Um, we're going to be ministering to the church in Sao Paulo for th three sessions. We'll see how the Spirit leads with that. And, um, and then, you know, we're looking forward to August. I was praying this morning, um, you know, over in many years ago, the enemy would really attack us in August. And we were able to, through the power of the Lord, knowledgeably put a stop to that. I think last year we kind of got walloped a little bit again, at least I know I did. but. We're going to, we don't know what these are yet. We've got to get through this month, the seventh month. But we're, we're going to be doing a lot of different assignments in August regarding what it means to execute in the gates. And that's going to be um, a focus because that's what God's brought us to. And we need to really be interceding about things that he reveals and taking authority over um, aspects of the spirit realm that are really being warred in right now. If we think we're experiencing turmoil in the natural, you, you need to recognize that things always begin in the spirit. And 
So I think, I think the essence of this seventh month has been to prepare us for devotion, service, and warfare. And so it's exciting, but let's, let's get ready for dot. Anything else? We've got four minutes left. We can cut off early. Or if there's anything further you want no, to say. I'm, I'm good. Well, we certainly appreciate all of you. And our God is greater than anything. He has given you great placement in his kingdom by his grace and his love. So act like it. <laughs> really. I mean, it's no small thing. It's a wonderful thing. Amen. So thanks for joining us today. And look forward to praying today. I know, I know that uh, there may be those churches praying tonight and tomorrow this is just going to be a, a sequence of prayer so let's enjoy it together in the lord we bless you in it amen thanks for joining us and goodbye Au revoir.